We all got 2020'd. But I'm not playing the victim card, and I don't want you to either. We're going to finish the year with some practical, actionable episodes to help you get momentum that will take you into a new life now. Don't wait until January. Now is the time to get in the fight. I'm Brian Tome, and this is The Aggressive Life. Hey, surprise. Welcome to The Aggressive Life. Or if you're in your 50s, as Gungler Pyle would say, surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> wait, on Friday, wait a minute, why, why do we do Why This is not when the podcast goes, I know we're doing something different because we all need something different than freaking Zoom hell. Am I right? Yes, I'm exactly right. I don't know about you, I've never needed Christmas more than I need it right now. I need to feel the feels. And I hope you do too. I know you do too. I hope you recognize it. Well, I'm going to help you feel the feels by giving you two things. One, a pure out advertisement. Go to the Crossroads Christmas special. It is going to air on national TV. And you can see it tonight, Friday, December 18th at 7 p.m. on all of Crossroads streaming platforms. You can go to crossroads.net slash Christmas for all the details. That is my day job in case you don't know that. My day job is starting and running this thing called Crossroads. This Christmas, we brought together uh, some world-class talent and amazing on-location video shoots in Moab, Utah. You gotta love when your job takes you to Moab, Utah, and interact with a bunch of very interesting people like uh, multi-Grammy award-winning artist Lecrae and Amy Grant. We had a bunch of different conversations with one another. If you know anything about me, one of my love languages is uh, verbal abuse, and another one is teasing. Um, uh, th- those are kind of my love. And I like to use that love, and I gave it to LeCrae and Amy Grant, and they were amazing sports, and I made uh, two new friends. I think you'd really enjoy just to hear those interviews through and through. And uh, so I'm going to do that for you right now. Just enjoy it. Sit back, relax, and I'll be back at the end of this. Hey, I'm here with Lecrae. Welcome. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, it was great having you. Got to know you a little bit this last year, so to have you here as a part of the Christmas special is a big, big deal. In fact, you're a big deal. Oh, man. Grammy Award winning recording artist, songwriter, author, performer, dog groomer. I mean, (laughs) the list list goes on and on. You're going to perform for us tonight. I'm excited about that. But first, the most important question. Mm. Did you do Christmas music before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving? Oh, no, I'm definitely after Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Because we got to enjoy the Thanksgiving music. Yes. Whatever that is, we got to give it time for that to, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) We are in one accord. That's exactly right. So what does Christmas mean to you this year? Oh, man, that's a great question. This year, you know, for, for my family, Christmas is generally like aimed at the kids. You know, I got three kids. Uh, 13, 12, and, and 9. And uh, this year, it's been good for us to challenge them to really think about other people and other people's circumstances, um, especially as they're like, oh, this isn't like Christmas usually is. We've just been challenged to break them out the box and say, 
there's some people who've never had any of your prior Christmases. And so that's been helpful for us this year. Maybe there's never been a holiday that's been more needed at this time than Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough, right? I mean, all of us have struggled in 2020 for some, some way, shape, or form. I'm, I'm kind of like you. I haven't wanted Christmas music at all <laughs> before Thanksgiving, but I'm less judgmental of people who are playing it at Halloween because I think we all just want to feel the feels. We need some little pick-me-up. I totally agree. I totally agree. I, I saw Christmas lights going up, like, in the end of October this time around. So I think everybody's on the same page. It's just like, let's get to the joy in the middle of And what do you think it is about Christmas that brings that to us? Yeah, I mean, obviously I think there's a sense of, of, of happiness and family and togetherness and belonging. Um, but then for, you know, for, for, for many of us, it's, it's the remembrance of, of how good God is and being around people and, and celebrating and singing uh, those messages. Yeah, I, I think it's important to recognize that the first Christmas was born in pain and difficulty. Mm. You've got an unwed mother in Mary. Mm. You've got a husband in Joseph who is being criticized because his fiance apparently has been cheating around mm. on him. And then you've got all of them on the run while a governmental ruler is trying to wipe him out. This is a, this is a really crappy first Christmas. Yeah. And it might be more true to Christmas form if we're struggling to some degree this Christmas. I know you've written a lot about some of your struggles and some yeah. of the difficulties gone through in your life. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, I, I did. I, I've written a couple books, uh, Unashamed, and then recently I'm Restored. Um, and, and, and I'm restored. I definitely want to walk people through being able to navigate that pain. Um, a lot of times we love Jeremiah 29, 11. Uh, I know the plans I have for you, plans for a future and a hope. But that promise was connected to pain. You know, those people were in captivity. And so they needed to know that God had a promise for them on the other side of that. And I think that's what we have to know as well, is that as we're going through pain, that there's a promise we can hold on to. And Christmas is a re reminder, you know, you're just talking about, it's like, hey, this is a tough time, but this is the savior of the world. Hold on to that promise. Just so we can be a little gritty and not just nice, feel good Christmas, though we're gonna do that. We yeah. wanna feel the feels. We feel the feels because there's grittiness. Just give us like a bullet point list of some of the pain that you've had to deal with in your life. Oh man, uh, I mean, you name it, I've experienced it. So there's probably eight major traumas in general. I've experienced about five of them, you know, uh, different types of abuse, um, neglect, uh, man, um, you know, substance abuse and, you know, not having my, my father around in my life at all. Um, and then mental health issues, you know, wrestling with uh, depression and anxiety as well. So I've dealt with the gamut of it all. And, uh, you know, I want people definitely to understand that even in the midst of all of all of the good stuff that's going on, people have to struggle and have to navigate their pain. Sometimes when we have pain, we just get an attitude towards Christmas. Like, oh, I'm not going to pretend like I'm happy. I'm not going to pretend like everything is okay. I'm, I'm angry. I'm hurting. I'm mad. I'm going to stew in that. Do you think that's the right response when it's Christmas? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Not the right response at Christmas or any time. Um, if there was ever a time where that is not the right response is now. I mean, obviously, you know, this is a time where we remember that, 
you know, for hundreds of years, people were in pain, hoping that a savior would come to relieve them of that, the, the spiritual realities of a broken world and we're broken people. And so you don't want to live in that broken space. You want to believe that um, healing is possible. If you can heal, you know, if you can hope, you can heal. And I think if people have can hope in this season, then healing is possible. So you're going to sing a song for us that I think kind of this stuff comes together beautifully. Tell us about the song, why you're choosing this song. Yeah, so the song is called We Three Kings. Um, it's a, uh, a Christmas project that my friends and I put together called The Gift. Um, and We Three Kings is a song that just that talks about these these three wise men who came from the East after hearing, you know, this prophecy from hundreds of years ago that a Savior's coming and they are riding, you know, through for miles and encountering the, the King Herod and who wants to, you know, uh, uh, kill Jesus essentially. And, um, and they found him and they got to see him and worship him. And um, I just want people to, to realize that this is a special time, a special moment. Well, this is another story of difficulty. I mean, these, these folks are known as, you know, we three kings of Orient are. They're not kings. We're not, there's a lot of mystery around them. Yeah, yeah. But these guys are, they're, they're in a tough spot. They, they show up because they're sensing something spiritual is happening. Mm-hmm. And they're going to bring some gifts. And Herod co-ops them to basically be his search and destruction mm-hmm. party. Yeah. I need you to find this kid because I need to kill him the level of stress on them. Everybody in the whole Christmas story has stress <laughs> and things that are unrealistic and unidealistic. Yeah. So we're excited you're going to be able to sing about that for no, us. I'm grateful. Appreciate that. I appreciate the authenticity and the realness that you're bringing. And I think people connect to that. Um, this song relates to the, the tough reality that we're, we're experiencing. Um, obviously, you've got these wise men who've traveled for miles because of a prophecy that they've heard. And they've got to encounter a king who wants to kill, uh, you know, the savior. And I, you know, I, I think about um, them having these gifts, and and Herod, you know, knowing that that wait, you guys brought gold. Gold is for kings. Why do you have gold and you're not giving it to me? And they've got to deal with that, and they've got to process that in order to make it to him. And and I, honestly, if they hadn't gone a different route back home, they may have been killed. And so uh, it's, it's tough, but, but I think um, it relates to what we have to deal with in, in our lives in order to uh, wrestle with the, the tough realities that happen to us on a regular basis. Um, we've got to have a hope on the other side of that. And, um, you know, obviously my hope is in the Savior, and that's what keeps me pushing, and that's obviously what kept them pushing as well. So our country is more divided than ever. We're divided politically, racially, economically. We're divided in what football teams we like. We're, we're, we're very divided. What is it, though, about Christmas that gives you hope this year? Well, you know, that's funny. Um, talk about division. I mean, you mentioned it before. You're looking at Joseph, uh, who had to go against the grain and say, I'm going to stay with this woman, even though everyone thinks less of me for being with a woman that uh, allegedly has has cheated on me, and Mary, who's got to live her life as the woman who stepped outside of her engagement to have, you know, a relationship with someone else in order to be become pregnant, 
And then you have, you know, them having to travel 90 miles in the dirt and not be able to have anywhere to have a baby uh, except a, essentially a cave. And, and what, what, it, what encourages me in their story is that they are frowned upon in their society, but yet God still used them uh, to bring about a savior who would save all of us. And then you've got these three wise men from the East. These are not Jews. These are probably Babylonians, who knows, but they're coming to see the Jewish savior. And so to me, it says something that it's not just one ethnic group. It's not just one economic group. It's not just male or female. It's a collective coming to worship the king. And that's what Christmas is about. It's about us seeing the Savior. And the Savior brings us together and unites us. That's good. What do you think the hope of unity is for our country? Well, I would really hope that the hope for unity would start with the believers, would start with those people who understand love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, like none other. Um, can we be loving? Can we be patient with each other? Can we listen to each other? Um, if we're a body and one part of our body is hurting, uh, can we pay attention to that? You know, you may be a hand and the leg is limping. Don't just look at it and say, man, glad that's not me, but say, man, what's going on leg? And how can we help with, with what you're dealing with? Um, I think if we can paint a picture of that, we become something that the world hasn't seen. We confound the wisdom of the world by us being united in one of the most divisive times ever. Because the thing that should be uniting us is, I've got problems, mm. I've got pains, mm. I've got issues. That's why a savior was born. Yeah. That's why a savior was sent to me. And all of us can come under that, under that umbrella of, if you will, of, hey man, I need a savior and we need to be one. So yeah. this is a good time for you and I to be together on this. Absolutely. Hey, I wanna welcome six-time Grammy award-winning singer, the best-selling contemporary Christian singer ever, the first Christian artist to go platinum. She has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She's an incredible songwriter and author. Uh, who, when I told my kids I was meeting you and you were gonna be on our Christmas special, my kids said, my gosh, Amy Grant, she owns Christmas. Amy Grant, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's great to be here. Great um, to be alive. Well, it is good to be alive. I'm just kind of pinching yeah. myself. Uh, I, I hate to date myself. I'm gonna do that going way, way, way back when I first started having my uh, walk with Christ in high school. If you wanted to listen to something other than Iron Maiden and ACDC, your options were Amy Grant, Larry Norman, and Petra. And so I listened to just about everything you had, huge, huge yeah. fan. And uh, for you to be here with us this Christmas, that's a phenomenal thing. Thank you. I have great memories of that time, way back when. Of being played on my record player while well, you were inside I, of my room? I was room. not aware of that. I was just the Iron Maiden. <laughs> you were not, were you an Iron Maiden fan? You know what's funny is, when you tour, everybody is just crisscrossing the United States all the time, you know? So, like, I show up at Christmas time with a, with a symphony in the same hotel, and there's Puff Daddy. And then, I mean, every, you know, it's just like everybody is always crossing paths. You're in the truck stop. Hey, guys. Yeah. So, we get to know, we get to, everybody gets to know each other a little bit. So, we're going to start out with my, my fantasy, because it's all about me. It's all about my fantasy, right? 
I've, your, your Christmas albums are on endless loop inside of our house. Kids love them, wife and I love them, on and on and on and on. So let's play a game. Okay. I, I, I say a line and then you sing the next line. Are you good enough to do that? I used to be, I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right, here we go, let's try it. Okay. Um, and if, if I say it off key, I'm sorry, but let's see how this goes. Okay. Uh, oh, I know there's more snow up in Colorado. Than my roof will ever see, but a tender Tennessee Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Okay, here's one. Here's one. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. I know. Yeah. Wonderful Counselor, Lord of Life, Lord of All. That's good. Okay. Oh, little town. All right, so all right, one more question, because I've always wondered, your song, Oh Sleigh Ride, there's a, there, there, there's a line in that song, every time I listen to it, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Do you know what that line is? Yoo-hoo. Yes, okay. what is that? What, what, <laughs> tell me the story behind Yoo-Hoo. I just, um, yeah, I, I mean, I was a kid when I, you know, I, I was 22 when I recorded that. And it was, um, yeah, I just, you know, I had a sled. We all played outside, a snowball fight. And that just spontaneously come out in the recording studio that you, or did you, did you make that up ahead of time to do that? I just, yeah, I was just breathing and, you know, I grew up, up, up in a neighborhood with a whole bunch of kids. Yeah. And it, yeah. I had last night. Someone knocked at my door and sang Christmas carols to me. I haven't had anyone knock on the door sing Christmas carols for literally decades. Were it's you been glad? Li- oh, I was incredibly glad. I thought to myself, if more people were knocking on doors and doing that, I think it would elevate the spirits of so many people. There's so many things that we did way back when that aren't happening anymore. Sleigh rides are another one. I, I don't remember the last time I've seen kids on sleds going down hills and hurting themselves. Yeah. You know? Who? yeah. I mean, we've got a couple of really great sledding hills. I remember um, I had my last child, Karina, when I was 40, and I had her in the spring. And uh, anyway, you know, Vince and I married later in life, and I had been out that day and with Karina, and we stopped, and there was a sledding hill, and I was like, oh, my gosh. We went home. We got sled. Oh, excuse me. I guess Karina was in me. But I went to the top of this hill and came down, and I had so much fun. I went home and got Vince. I said, this is a surprise. You are gonna love this. And when I started up the hill, he was like, yes, let it down. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was our first fight. And I was oh. like, oh no, we're gonna sled. That's right. Yeah. This year's obviously been different. Not a lot of people oh. are doing a lot of sledding. Not a lot of people are doing a lot of, of laughing. How's this year been different for you? I actually have found a lot of unexpected gifts in this year. I just turned 60 on my birthday. You are not 60. Thanksgiving weekend, yes. Oh, yeah. I got the miles to prove it. Yeah. And, but my whole life, I mean, from the time I was a teenager, I've traveled. And I love it. I love singing for people. But to wake up in my own bed with my husband, I've seen Vince more in the last nine months. And it's just been so great. I was talking to somebody earlier just about finding that friendship. Um, You know, because some of our jobs just require packing a suitcase and leaving. And that has been such a gift. And our youngest came home from college. 
you know, she got nobody to talk to but me. And every morning over a cup of coffee and then I think, oh, she's saying more and more. And I'm like, she said, I don't know what this is. It's like COVID confessions. But, you know, we just have, we're stuck with each other. And so we've kind of stewed in our own juices. But I I mostly feel like just the the gratitude for companionship. You went through a major health crisis this last year. Tell us about that. I did. I had open-heart surgery in June. And I felt fine all the way up until then. And after recovery, I was fine. They just randomly discovered a birth defect. And Open yeah. like crack your sternum, jack what? open. Oh, Check careful now. This is a cr- careful. You know what I call it? Tattooed cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I wow. went, I went to, here's the crazy thing is, like, I've always had tons of energy, and my husband does, his, he doesn't really have a lack, an active lifestyle, and he loves food. And so he went to the doctor, and he said, man, I'm kind of losing my, you know, whatever. And so he did all these tests, and I'm like holding his hand. <laughs> You're going to be okay. And, and the doctor said, your heart's great. You need to exercise, eat better. And then he looked at me, and he said, we should check you out. And I was like, me? And he said, no, we should. And I went, I mean, Okay. And then they ran a test, and he was like, you're going to be dead in two years if we don't do this. Wow. <laughs> wow. It, it is amazing. I knew that coming in to meet you, and I saw you had a, you know, a V-neck on. I wasn't staring and looking, but I thought the scar there, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty interesting that you're displaying your scar. Oh, you're yeah. not trying that. Why would you choose to display that instead of hide it? I think there's, at least as I see it, there's probably a spiritual lesson in there. I don't know. Find it. <laughs> well, Preach on it. Uh, well, Christmas, well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you mine. Go ahead. Give yours. Well, I was going to say um, I was very aware that if that doctor had not followed whatever impulse compelled him to say something to me, like he just felt compelled to say to the person he was not seeing, he was not my doctor. And to me, I am, yeah. you know, Lord willing, going to live to be a ripe a ripe old age, but I, you know, and I just go, my scar reminds me if I ever have an impulse that's not on my agenda, what if it could affect somebody's life? Call that person. Um, Hey, think about so-and-so, reach out to so-and-so, whatever it is, turn left instead of right. I mean, what if the spirit really works that way? Just anytime something kind of floats across your radar and you're like, why don't we, yeah. you know, because for me, it was like life and death. And so I, I, I was just like, don't be afraid. Don't, whatever it is, that thing that comes to you, just act on it because we're all so connected to each other. And what, yeah. What I thought of was Jesus was the only person who was born, which the whole point of his life was death. Christmas, right? You think about a Christmas tree, right? A Christmas tree is there just to grow long enough to be chopped down. And Jesus' point of his life was to die for you and I. And the Bible says, talk about him, by his wounds you are healed. His wounds were the amazing thing about his life. He comes back from the dead and he says, hey, stick your hands and see my wounds are still there. His wounds were a source of, of power. And so I just didn't know if that was with you. Your, your wound there was a source of power. Yeah. God gave you grace to get to another day and another several decades. Yeah, he did. That's cool stuff. So, so how does suffering and, and perseverance play into the story of Christmas and your story? 
Perseverance. Ooh, I love that word. I just, um, you've been around for a long, you've been faithful for a long, long time, Amy. A long time. I don't know if I'm good at anything else. <laughs> uh, well, well, you have. You've been hitting um, the same mark and doing doing what God's uh, wanted you to do for a long time. And you've persevered through a lot. And oh, go to school on us or get, take us to school. Oh, well, I um, to me, it's a gift to have found something that I loved at a very young age. And to me, I never thought I was the best singer in the room. I just felt like I love what music does to people. I love how it brings people together and kind of seeps in through the cracks. And so I guess what I have persevered with is creating community in whatever tools I have at hand. And um, I, I feel like the best community is created when, there, when there's a common purpose, and that might even just like be to have fun, to go to a show, you know, and do all the mm, whatever you're going to do. Or it can be something like... Um, Oh, six summers ago, I started hosting a day camp, two weeks at our farm. And um, it's under the insurance and the uh, umbrella of, a, of a, an existing day camp. But I said, why don't you do it at a farm? And, he's, and the leader said, we don't have a farm. Anyway, it's just a melting pot of all different ethnic, um, racial backgrounds, uh, you know, a place that would look like heaven. In fact, the first summer we had that is when the shooting happened in North Charleston. And one of the counselors at the camp, his uh, grandparents went to that church. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this camp is like our living prayer for reconciliation. But what happened was we, we had over 200 kids and counselors. And so my, I was so overwhelmed. It was all volunteer and, and because I put myself in that position, I had to ask everybody I knew for help. Will you come help me teach archery? Will you come help with lunch? Will you come help with you? And my friends even said, don't make eye contact with Amy because she will ask you to come help. <laughs> but it was such a great lesson in that community happens when we, when we need each other. Yeah. That was a big hope for our Christmas special is our country is more isolated. It's mm -hmm. more divided than ever. Um, along every line, racial lines, political lines, financial lines, the whole yes. thing. And uh, that's what we're trying to do with this, is we're trying to bring different people together because we should all be able to unite over the idea of Christmas, that there's a God who cares about you so much that he took on flesh and came to your neighborhood to give you a shot at the future. Yes. I mean, we are loved, to me. That's the good news. And we're loved, we're loved, and the story's not over yet. And it's equal access to redemption for everybody. I mean, to me, that's the greatest thing, even singing about the love of Jesus, all that stuff. It didn't matter what was coming at me. The young girl who felt like she had no friends, the, the woman who's about to leave her husband, all, you know, the older person who's losing their mind. I was sitting there going, I'm just singing a song, but I know they're in good hands. Mm. Even if it doesn't feel like it right now, ultimately, eternally, they're in the best hands. So what's your hope for unity this Christmas? Um, every day would be a little bit better. I, I try to think in such simple terms. Um, but I... I hope as we see each other, whoever that each other is, the person pumping gas, gas on the other side of the pump, the person 
uh, checking you out on the checkout line or the person you're checking out, I hope that we take three seconds to just look. I read an article one time that said it takes three seconds to actually acknowledge an, another person. Like you can kind of not look, hey, how are you? Oh, but if you just look there for a minute. And I, I hope that, that that's what I want to do. There's, there's just, there's so much fracture in the world and, and we don't know everybody's woundedness, everybody's disappointment, all of that. But if we could just approach every circle we walk into, especially strangers, and just, hey, because I think you find what you're looking for. And if you're looking to find a common, we're both human. We're both in this crazy lost world right now. We'll find it. We need personal connection more than ever. So when we're actually with people in person, we should connect with them. Yeah. It's a good word. Hey, Amy, thank you so much for being able to come up here and and sing for us and, and share your heart with us. It's going to make a lot of our Christmases a lot better. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to take some Grater's ice cream home. (laughs) Good for you. I've got some other suggestions for you as well. Oh, do you? Okay, I'll take them. Well, I hope you had fun with that. You know, if you want to text Christmas to 313131, text Christmas to 313131. I'll give you a reminder and instructions as to how to stream what we're streaming. It wasn't just the artist. It was stuff done in Moab, Utah. That is amazing. You get to go to Moab, Utah for your for your job. It's amazing. And there's, there's a lot of good stuff there. So if you do that, we'll make sure that uh, we keep you up to speed and remind you where to go to uh, check out the Christmas special. Well, you know what? This is our last podcast of 2020. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> That's right. No more podcasts in 2020. We're going to be back with new episodes starting Tuesday, January 12th. Until then, keep pushing forward on your aggressive life. Hey, thanks for listening. For more aggressive living, head over to bryantome.com. Get signed up for the mailing list to get regular shots of positive aggression sent straight to your inbox. And while you're there, you can also find articles, podcasts, and books. I'm also active on Instagram. Search Brian Tome. Special thanks to the band Judges for the Music. Aggressive Life with Brian Tome is a production of Crossroads Church, Cincinnati, Ohio.